fire. And we have another Cleveland Moto podcast. We have a very full house, yet we have missing some of our essential members, so to speak. Uh, not you will notice they're conspicuous in their absence is uh, John Mecklefresh. Working. Working. And Steve Hoffert. Sleeping. A wall. Can't make it. <laughs> Working too hard at his job at the poop factory. Okay, to my immediate left is Dustin. To his immediate left is Rachel. To her immediate left is Jesse. To her immediate left is Pete. To his immediate left, Johnny Chrome. To his immediate left, Chris Smith. And Stereo Center, as usual, your humble narrator, Phil Waters. So, yeah, Rachel and Jesse, um, I, they just stumbled into our world a couple of years ago. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll, give, I'll give my version of the story and then they can tell the truth. Uh, <laughs> This one day, I'm, I'm over at the shop and kind of doing my thing and just like a real hero on the sales floor. And uh, these lovely ladies came in and they said that they were looking for a vintage Vespa. Now, normally, I will then go into a one-hour spiel of trying to talk you out of making a bad decision. <laughs> <laughs> and if you survive that, then I will probably yield and agree to sell you something vintage-ish. Or shaped like a vintage, like maybe a Stella or a Bejage, uh, but probably not an actual vintage bike because for obvious reasons. And uh, you guys persevered. Like you came back a couple, three times. Yeah. Like and this is this is a while ago, and then you guys went to. Did you guys do like foreign exchange work because you were gone for like a year? I didn't see you. Uh, well, yeah, we were moving around and like. Yeah. Some- stuff with the business that I was running so it was like ooh maybe not the probably not the right time for a was... you know completely unnecessary vehicle <laughs> yeah there's no such thing as the <laughs> the critical scooter like well you know well, yeah. not in this continent not this not, not over, this over in Asia they're freaking buses <laughs> not in this climate <laughs> school buses over there yeah it's a good thing I had my winter scooter <laughs> with the snow chains and the blizzax on it so then, uh, so yeah, it did take. It took you guys for about a week or about a year to circle back, didn't it? Yeah, I would. I would even dare to say it might have been two, right? Two years. Oh my god! Coming back and forth and asking you a billion one questions. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what people do. And what had happened in the meantime was I sold their bike to somebody else. <laughs> Damn. And their bike didn't know it was their bike yet, or actually probably did. I knew it was their. Bike. And that explains why the boomerang factor <laughs> happened. The bike was not happy being with another owner, uh, or at least... And it revolted? Well, it was revolting, all right. The, uh, I was in the process of... The two fellas that came in to buy the, uh, to buy the bike next had that same thing, and I, I did my best to talk them out of it. And I said, you know, you really don't want vintage. I mean, did you drive here to the shop today in a 66 Beetle? <laughs> Because if you didn't drive here in a 66 Beetle, I question what you you and I both think of daily driver is. And so tell me, what are points? Like that kind of thing. And these guys were just like, nope, we want a vintage Vespa. This is what we want to have. Our household needs a vintage Vespa in it. This is what we're going to do. But they also smoked obscene amounts of marijuana. I mean, they had <laughs> piles of it on the table when I delivered the bike. 
mountains of it. And they were like, well, if you ever need a hookup, you know, this is great. And in fact, we can pay you in weed instead of cash. And I was like, no, cash is fine. <laughs> <laughs> weed will not get you through times of no cash, no matter what. But cash will get you through times of no weed. And they, uh, yeah. And so, but they had every known issue that you could have with a bike. The problems all disappeared, though, when the bike got here. Because when you ride a vintage Vespa, there is a certain amount of grab it by the scruff of the neck and shake the shit out of it. And, like, you have to kick it around a little bit because it's, it needs that. It's 40-plus years old. It's cable-operated. There's you know It's like a weird sculpture thing that goes down the road. But you have to, like, grab the clutch and twist the shifter fucking harder than you should. And you can't imagine... 68-year-old Italian ladies riding these things in the late 50s. Which was like two solid generations of bike earlier than the 70s bikes. They were that much worse. And yet they did. Because our grandparents were tougher than we are. Yeah. Were tougher. Moral of the story. It is it's a moral to all my stories. If you've ever driven a 70s van with Armstrong steering, which is no power steering, and a three on the tree, and manual brakes... And you back that thing into a parking spot, you're like, my mom was a superhero. <laughs> yeah. And she did it with like 12 kids in the back, making noise with one mirror. Because back when I was a kid, vehicles only had one mirror on the outside. If you had with two mirrors. With a cigarette mirrors, in her mouth. And yeah, with a cigarette <laughs> in her mouth. And the kids standing in the back. And a big hairdo. Yeah. <laughs> Very big hairdo. <laughs> big pink hair. And yeah, if you had two mirrors on a car back then, it was a Trans Am. Yeah. Or something sexy. <laughs> I think that's how we ended up determining that the bike would be a good fit for us was you had mentioned, you know, like, what did you drive here? And, yeah. and I said, well, I used to own an 88 Vanagon, and it was my daily driver. And you're like, okay, I think, I I think, think we're maybe we can talk about this. Yeah. Well, and what was your two <laughs> You've cleared the first bar. Yeah. <laughs> and what was your two-wheeled vehicle? Uh, I had a, a 1980 Vespa Piaggio Grande. So. Right. And you didn't have that in 1980. No, I rode it for a solid five years, just up until this season, yeah. actually. So if you can limp along... It feels like, like a past level two. That's what I did. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> and you may proceed to the next level. <laughs> and so right now, she's at that level of the, the real test, which is having a vintage Vespa. Now, the next step after this... Uh-oh. Is a Lambretta. <laughs> yeah, it's owning a Lambretta. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Would you like to go for what's behind a third door? No, no, things get truly rotten after that. Yeah, yeah, I think the next step is I think the next step is vintage Lambretta. <laughs> you want to reach the impossible level, like the one that no one has ever passed. That's like, I know that's the, uh, the Lambretta LD. The le- no, le- yeah, uh, no, no, no. That, that just, that's just a no factor. Let's take all the fail and give it shaft drive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and make it slow. Can you make it really slow? Because I'd like it if it was really slow. And how can about it, impossibly tiny wheels? Can, can yeah. it make it not perform well? <laughs> Good. Right. All right. I'm yeah. looking for a challenge. I'm looking for a challenge. You know what? I got really thick soles on my shoes, and I'm looking to wear them out. <laughs> Tomorrow. <laughs> So what that would be <laughs> the, the LD, the LD. Well, the the bike she has now at least has one functioning brake. <laughs> the rear brake, the rear brake will work up until the point it starts skidding. <laughs> at which point, well, the skids are spectacular. Yeah. The front brake though is a yeah, suggestion. We that today. <laughs> well, the front end just makes the 
the front brake just makes the front of the vehicle shorter. So if your headlight's ever too high, just grab the front brake, and it'll point it right down to the ground. Yeah, they're not, they're not real good that way. So you've had the bike for a little while now. Mm-hmm. Well, you uh, skipped the part where you actually got it back. I did well. I got the bike back in the worst way possible. <laughs> attached to two oh, yeah. incredibly well, no, attached to to two incredibly angry gay men <laughs> who smoke ridiculous amounts of weed. So they must have been very angry. It was pretty something. It was pretty cool. How can you be angry when you smoke weed? Yeah, that's how I was just thinking the same thing. Exactly. I think how with marijuana, at some point you, you turn like pro. And I think they had turned pro. I think they had gotten to the point where. Their level of just maintenance day, like maintenance high, was probably would kill us. They were like, they were like pineapple express. Exactly, one hundred percent. Yeah, they're burning cross joints and the whole thing. They uh, they were doing real good, and they brought the bike back, and they were fur- like, there were seven or eight customer service phone calls that happened between myself and their their team because they would take turns. Because I would, <laughs> they had a team. Well, it was them. And, it was him and him and his friend. And what would happen is, person A would call, and I would counter his rage with logic, and experience, and technical information. That's no match. That's no match for rage. That's no match for sheer unbridled passion and anger. And the thing that you want to say is, you might be too dumb for this. <laughs> But that's not in the sales book. No, it's not. <laughs> Although it is the shortest distance from point A to point B. It's not in the Piaggio. And it would have book. saved us seven phone calls, and I would have got the exact same Yelp review. Because the only difference between what really happened and what should have happened was the seven angry phone calls. And then his friend would call me up, and he would say, all of these horrible things, the bike did everything wrong, and it tried to kill my friend, and, and it's bad, and, and the, the brakes don't work, and the clutch doesn't work, and the this doesn't work, and the that doesn't work, and the headlight doesn't work, and, and all these things don't work. And it's deadly, and you're trying to kill us. Okay. And it tried to kill him twice now, today, just alone. And I went, the bike's two tries ahead of me. <laughs> the, bike, the bike is winning for now. Right. What's that? That could have been the paranoia. That was probably the paranoia speaking. In fact, we looked out in the driveway and it's waiting to kill us again. It keeps staring at us with that one very bright eye. No slightly dim eye. Oh yeah, that's true. It is. Uh, it is a six volt. They didn't call and say the light was too bright, did they? No, they didn't. No, they didn't. No, and nor, were, nor were they. they uh, so funny. And so I went out there, and I'd go out, and I'd see the bike, and I'd turn the key on, and I'd kick it once, and they'd go, see, I told you, and I'd kick it again, and it would fire up, and I'd go ride it down the street. So I'd ride it down the street, and I'd ride it down the street the other way, and I'd do a little wheelie in front of their house to rub it in, and then I would activate the headlight, and I'd activate the brake light, and I'd activate the tail light, and I'd remind them where the key went, and all those essential items, and no, that's bullshit. I said, well, it's not bullshit, it's voodoo. <laughs> and I have it, you don't. So, what do you want? And so this would go, this went on to like I'd been out to their house five or six times, and it wasn't each time it got worse and worse and worse. So they eventually they would call. I would pick up the phone. They would say, "We don't want to talk to you." <laughs> okay. Put me on the phone with the bike. 
Could you hold the phone to the mic? Put the bike on the phone? Yeah. <laughs> I'll sweet talk it for you. That's right. Okay. Now, we're going to accept the fact these guys don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> but you're just going to give me one. You're just going to give me one to prove I'm not an idiot. So, wait, wait, are these guys podcast listeners by chance? It is impossible that they're podcast listeners. <laughs> it is impossible. I was hoping we could get them to call in. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time we've talked shit on somebody's bike on a podcast. But the long and short of it is they talked to Renee. And Renee said, Phil, what do you want me to do about it? I said, you'd offer them whatever we have to offer them. I mean, I'm willing to go about this deep on this deal. They need to give us the bike back, Ooh, and they need to leave deep. on a buddy. <laughs> so they need a buddy so they can stay on two wheels, and we got to get that bike back because this is going to end up in court. So, because um, they're going to die. Because the bike's going to kill them. <laughs> and the, in their uh, sleep. Because we've heard it. We've heard what's going on in their, in their driveway. And so that's and Renee worked the perfect deal. And so Renee got the bike back, and they got a, a recently traded in buddy. And you know what? They have been rock star happy ever since. But it's just you got to know your audience with vintage motorcycles. And that's just moral it. Moral of the story. Yeah. You ladies are happy. They're yeah. happy. Phil's happy. Renee's happy. No. Everybody's Bike happy. tried to kill her yesterday. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little. Just a little. So the bike's not happy. Has the bike been better since we wrangled on it this morning? Well, or is it up to its old tricks? I, I didn't take it home today. Okay. Uh, right. I was going to ride it home from here, but then... The no, you mean so it's been sitting here in front of the shop yeah, all day? Yeah, hung out here today. So it's perfect. Works great. It was, yeah. right. Mission it was working great when I was <laughs> <laughs> It was working really, really well today. So, yeah, we basically did a little tech session this morning and got to, uh, got to understand the intricacies of float, sand, yes. grit, and floats, and float needles. Mm. So, yeah, so that's the, the thing about the float needles is... The nice thing about float needles is you can have them in your pocket and not even know about it <laughs> with the lint and the strings and the, that stuff. But that's a float needle. <laughs> and there it is. Today in our tech tip, we're going to talk about, so when you had your Vespa, your Grande, mm -hmm. so it also had a Del Ordo carburetor on it, but it was a sideways carb, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. And she was telling me. That the the float bowl on yours was smaller than the float bowl on the yeah, Vespa. Yeah, it's like the size of a thimble, pretty much. <laughs> that's oh, that's <laughs> almost impossible for me to visualize. That, that like the the filter that you yeah. showed me on mine. Yeah, that's on a grande. Like, it was like the size of a dime. Yeah, so there's really no <laughs> there's no margin for out. error on it whatsoever. And you just passed level three. You know what a float bowl is. So <laughs> oh yeah, we know what points are. <laughs> we know what a float bowl is. And oh, they got she got deep down in, in uh, personal today with air fuel mixture screws. Oh yeah. Yeah. When you mentioned bowl to these previous owners, oh, it was a totally completely different, different in mind. They were like, float bowl? <laughs> bowl? I'll float that we got to try one of those. It's <laughs> the greatest bowl floats? Oh, my God. <laughs> greatest innovation in weed technology ever, a floating bowl. <laughs> Go to see him. <laughs> Thank you, bowl. It's like a Roomba. <laughs> but they, uh, but I, I don't... Uh, if you own a vintage motorcycle, and if there's ever more gas than there should be. And how we define more gas than there should be is it will pop, backfire, sputter, spit. Your spark plug will be wet and or black or wet and black. And there'll be big clouds of smoke. Usually those are three of the things that will let you know that the bike's flooding. It'll be really super duper hard to start, in which case with the Vespa kickstart only, now your right leg is whole fucking strong. 
right? <laughs> I or, got a nice little, <laughs> little bruise that will probably become a callus at some point. Take all the skin off the one side of your shin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's a real deal. And if you if you've tried all that stuff, or if you have the float, if you have your fuel tap on, and the bike is just pissing gas then that's a sign that you've got a bad float needle too. Now, the more carburetors you have, the more likelihood you've got a bad float needle uh, because they really don't have a long lifespan. Uh, the Japanese ones are all metal. They don't have a rubber tip. Uh, a lot of the Italian ones will have the rubber tip. And the Japanese ones will do a metal, a brass tip, basically the tip of it, the needle or the cone, will seat into a brass uh, seat. Will lie in there, and the idea behind it is that it's supposed to make a completely waterproof seal. Now, that device is maybe an eighth of an inch, right? I mean, that's that's way less than a quarter of an inch in diameter, and it's holding back the force of twelve to thirteen pounds of gasoline. Hey, Renee. Hello. Oh, thanks. He's thanks. got a special beer drinking shirt on. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, but that float needle. For all of like three dollars that they cost is the reason why I've seen most of the bikes end up on the side of the road, or most garages get so stunk up that the people don't want to have the bikes in them anymore because they leave the snowblowers, lawnmowers. They all do, and it's the weak link. It's one of the most weak links of any carbureted system, and the natural problem of it is it's a really really cool place for schmutz to end up. It's kind of like the gatekeeper when you've ex- when you've used up the fuel in the bottom of the carburetor and your carburetor is asking for more fuel now because it's drank what it had it's all going past that every ounce of horsepower that comes out of your motor travels past that needle valve first so no matter how much power your bike makes if it's carbureted it all the dead dinosaurs go through that little tiny hole and they all fit through that little tiny hole well, the downside is everything else that's in the bottom of your gas tank, which is not usually awesome things, uh, <laughs> goes through that same hole. We'll try to, no, no, we'll try we'll to, try go, to through go through that same hole. Not will. Right, and that's why it is important, if you don't already have some sort of an inline fuel filter on your vehicle, to get one. I mean, Because you're just chasing the problem further and further down the line. It's almost impossible if you have a metal gas tank to not have some sort of corrosion in there, especially now that we have 10% ethanol in all of our fuel, which brings in a whole lot of water, which means you're going to get oxidation in your tank even if it's 90% of the way full. And it's eventually going to end up at the bottom of your tank and you're going to have corrosion issues. If you don't have a fuel filter in line, guess where all the corrosion is going to go? It's going to go into your carburetor and it's going to go past that little tiny ridiculous $3 part. And at some point, particula- particulate matter will end up on that tip, and that tip will stop sealing, and it won't. It just will no longer be a sealed item, and that's when, at, at that point, you're going to have all the gasoline in your gas tank on the floor of your garage. Even in a perfect world, though, yeah. that thing's going to wear out eventually because it opens and closes continually. It's going to mm-hmm. yeah, it does. Out. In fact, you're right. That's. That's its job description. Its job description is to literally seat and deseat five or six times 
Every time you open and close the throttle? Every time you open and close the throttle. So it could be like two or three times a second, depending on what you're doing. It could be 40 or 30 times a minute. But you're right. It's absolutely opening and closing with the force of the float behind it every time there's a demand for fuel. That's a lot of deceit. Oh, my God. It's a hell of a lot of deceit. (laughs) (laughs) And it is. And that's why they they wear out. (laughs) And, I mean, that's, that's why they fail. If you've replaced more than three float needles and you're still leaking, it's time to call Phil. Well, no, definitely don't call Phil. Dress the dress your seat. Dress your dress your needle seat. You can do it simply by putting some. The ghetto way to do it is to put a little steel steel wool on the end of the Q-tip and spin it, and put it in the hole and spin it. That'll clean up small problems. I've seen guys put drill bits in there and use a drill bit and spin the drill bit just with their fingers. And that will dress up that brass seat. If it's brass, sometimes mm-hmm. it's a rubber seat with a that's, brass needle. That's if you're dealing with a Japanese motorcycle, you could very well have an O-ring in there. And if you have an O-ring in there, you'll know real quick. Uh, in fact, if you have an O-ring in there, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's probably leaking right now. Because <laughs> they don't have a long lifespan with ethanol fuel. And if you have a chance to rebuild a carburetor, and you're going to the trouble of rebuilding a carburetor, use modern Rebuild kits. You don't use the cheapest thing you can get on Amazon or eBay. Make sure you use a rebuild kit that's safe with ethanol because otherwise they don't last very long at all. And you'll be back in there real soon. That's a. Uh, that's the, cheap one by two. By two? <laughs> and then you'll be twice as good at doing it. Right. Get a practice. Right. Yeah. You know, I changed it. I rebuild carbs all the time now. It's no big deal. <laughs> Oh wait, I'm sorry. How many bike, how many cylinders does your bike have? Six. Oh fuck you, go die. <laughs> yeah, we're not. We're not even gonna talk to you. Your bike has a one in six chance of being leaking right now, and it is. The uh, but that's really, that's that little thing. Float needle. The ode to the float needle is why your bike was being such a pain in the ass to you yesterday. Bike pissed up. The bike was so angry it threw her down the road. Threw her right off of it. Just said, I'm, I don't want you on my back anymore. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, right. I'd rather ride alone. <laughs> yeah. So it, actually, it was kind of like both of our decisions. I was like, well... This isn't working for me. <laughs> There's some grass over here. Bye. Wouldn't we... <laughs> or, I, I had a scooter that says... I want to kill this, this grass right now. No, I have a scooter that at band camp every year, my bike, my scooter decides that it would rather go lay down in the grass on the hill and that I'd rather go lay down with it. <laughs> And so usually after like 400 laps, the bike and I both come to agreement. We're like, God, it'd be nice to lay down on that nice, beautiful, grassy hill over there, wouldn't it? And my bike goes, yeah, bet you I can get there first. <laughs> and usually it, it lays down, and then I lay down right next to it. <laughs> yeah, but that involves alcohol. And usually nudity. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a copacetic relationship. It's nicer if somebody else is with you, but that doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes you just lay it out yard sale, yard sale style for everyone. You're just like, eh, yeah, yeah. And we're not going to get back up yet. You think the bike's flooded? Oh, it's flooded. <laughs> what side did it fall on? Both. <laughs> fell on the left side for a while, now it fell on the right side. Yeah, yeah. Well, what? why don't you just get up and try to kickstart it? Nah, nah, nah. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. I want to embrace the suck a little while longer. <laughs> I don't have a fresh beer. That's it. Somebody bring me a cocktail, and let's hang out and think about the decisions we made, and look at the pretty stars. Oh, there are lightning bugs out. That's great. We could, we could postpone this for a long time. 
So, um, I could push this to camp. Anybody have any good motorcycle news? Anybody have any bad motorcycle news? I do. Nikki Hayden. <laughs> no. Boom. Nikki Hayden. Nikki Hayden. Nikki Hayden might be. He's got a severe brain injury as no a result shit. of a bicycle crash. Um, he was riding a bicycle with a others. Bicycle crash. Yeah, over in Europe. And, Get the fuck out. Well, it's been, it's been my. I've held this belief for a very long time that bicycles are far more dangerous than motorcycles because there's a, such a speed difference between you and everyone else on the road. <laughs> and no matter what happens, if you were 200 pounds and you hit a 3,000-pound vehicle with a 35-mile-an-hour speed variance, things are not going to go well for you. Mm-hmm. But I guess the, the situation was so bad, it cracked the bicycle's frame and Ugh. did tremendous amounts of damage to the vehicle he went through the windshield of. So Damn. very, very bad scene. Very, very bad for the Hayden family, which a lot of us, I mean, been watching, been watching the Haydens for a long time and really kind of always embraced them as being, you know, they're not from Ohio, but Kentucky's damn close. And so really sad to, had to, see, sad to see what happens. But we'll see by the time the podcast drops if we have any more information or news. Just uh, if you haven't heard about it yet, please look it up. Because uh, he is one of the, by far, one of the motorcycle gods as far as I'm concerned. Uh, oh, hell yeah. He's, uh, he's one of the guys that just has always had a super attitude and goes out and does not leave anything behind when he rides. So that's a terrible thing. Um, in other weird motorcycle news, the motorcycle shop down the street from us was broken into last night. Really? T-Rex. Uh, oh, the one T-Rex from uh, Mentor. Yes. So T-Rex, or <laughs> Trex. Uh, T-Rex, that's a Chewbacca Rex. What <laughs> a good one. Yeah, it was a good one. It was the best Chewbacca Rex I've heard yet. It was even wearing a little satchel. I could picture it in my brain. <laughs> that, uh, that, satchel that it can't get into. It can't get into. It's a little arms. Yeah. The arms are too short. I have a bowcaster. I can't use it. You can't do right. it. The, uh, so what their shop is... They sell predominantly Chinese scooters and Chinese motorcycles, but they're also a huge sung dealer. Chinesium. They are full-on Chinesium. And the guy that runs the place is super nice, and he's very easy to deal with. And he's a very important asset to my operation because it is one thing to tell a customer no. That will, you will end up in a debate. But if you say no, but you can take it here and give them a card for T-Rex... Then that person is no longer your competitor. That person is now your catcher's mitt. So they are, um, they've always been great. They've always taken good care of my customers. They've never been rude. The guy, the T Rex runs a great shop. And what had happened is about two o'clock in the morning, a van decided to turn its, uh, turn T Rex's roll up door into a drive through. And apparently these guys were ace. I mean, they were pros. They uh, they got a good running start. They they blasted the door off the tracks, so they weren't leaving anything to chance. They pulled through the door, and I guess story is from the police department. They had six bikes loaded in the first van. They had six bikes loaded in the second van. Within six and a half minutes. Damn. Police showed up nine minutes after the alarm went off. They obviously weren't 
true professionals or they would hit a Japanese bike store. Well, so but this is where the story they, they would have robbed Phil's shop. Well, this, thanks. Fuck you. Uh, yeah. So the the deal is they ignored any bikes that had the columns locked. So if the columns were locked and the keys weren't in the bikes, they ignored them, slowed them down. They ignored all the Chinese bikes, and they took the owner's bikes, and they took the uh, Japanese dirt bikes that were there being serviced. Jeez. They took dirt bikes. Hmm. This is going to come down to the point. Yeah. I did. Uh, yeah. Police were nice enough to let me watch the security, photo, the security videos, and uh, it. we have a group in Cleveland of what I don't know. I'm going to use... It's not 12 o'clock, boys, is it? Is that Mount called? Pleasant. There's Mount Pleasant. But Billy Kings. There's, apparently there's more than one group, but there's... There's a bu- t- 12 o'clock, boys. There's a bunch of young fellas yeah. that are on stolen dirt bikes and super bikes that do the tricks and the stunts, and they do harassment. So they, they basically will circle a police car or circle other... Uh, circle other... Vehicles. Yeah, nice people. General civilians, uh-huh. citizens that aren't out <laughs> looking to cause any trouble. And uh, they'll then use scare tactics. They'll beat on the hood of the car. They'll beat on the windows of the car. Or if in their group of 50 or 60 or 80 people, they swarm upon you and they perceive what you're doing as being threatening, then it's just, you know, Fort, Ap- Fort Apache the Bronx. Yeah. the uh, It's not cool. And they uh, so they said that they're... The police are almost certain that's what this group is. And they do have a tendency to have stolen vehicles. They do have a tendency to not much care. And uh, that's what I wanted to bring up a topic tonight is we had a person in the shop today. Um, I don't routinely hang around with people that are going, you know, 12 o'clock wheelies on the freeway at 80 miles an hour. I don't hang around with people that do wheelies in front of police, flip them off, and then haul ass as a form of entertainment. It's not what I do. And I'm such an insulated little in-my-own-bubble person, I don't even have any friends that do that. But I do have customers that come into my shop. And one of the people who came into the shop today said that he was aware of the group. And uh, he was... Uh, I'll take another over on. Thanks. Yeah, Pete's doing the... Whatever. Pete's doing a call. If any of you listeners would like a beer, yeah. <laughs> this is your beer time call. to let Pete know. that He'll bring it right to your, ta- right to your seat, yeah, even if you're driving. <laughs> but uh, so this guy came into my shop and apparently see you Renee bye Renee bye. goodbye you're not going to say goodbye no I say bye okay the, uh, so this guy came by the shop today and he gave me his card and everything um, after he proceeded to tell me about how his favorite thing to do in the world is run away from police officers after he antagonizes them to the point of making them chase him yeah and he gave you a business card <laughs> yeah he did Fucking Chris, shit! Well, really? Chris, can you tell me if there's a name on that card? Because I, I mechanic two one six three seven six zero four six four. Well, you just gave him a plug. That's cool. Three zero two fourteen Lakeland Boulevard. Yep. So yeah, dear law enforcement officers. Right there, you go. Just roll up on it mm. Monday through Saturday. Appointment only. Appointment only. <laughs> he's, so, he's so coy. He's so coy. Appointment only to arrest me. Yeah, but he said like the shop he's in has got a bunch of bikes in it. And that if he On wants... On Lakeland Avenue? Well, I mean, 
That address he's got. Yeah, that address he's got there is yeah, Wycliffe. And uh, he was telling me he's like, man, if I see a bike I like, I steal it. I don't. I don't worry about payments. And I was like, really? Wow, man! <laughs> you cocksucker! <laughs> and he's we in got the shop for you over here, looking at your inventory. Yes, scoping out the whole joint with other customers there. Oh, I made sure to befriend him and get all of his contact information passed on to law enforcement. Um, it took, you know, 45 minutes of, you know, Schmoozes him eight. looking at my, you know, KZ900 and your KZ1000, you know, <laughs> rub, rubbing took- on it. Yeah. And he's like, that's what the old guys like. The old guys like these KZs. When I was a kid coming up, they ever had KZs. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Because it's the yeah. shit. Right, well, but, and he said, he goes, well, I got a ZX-10 today, and them wasn't, old guys talk about their KZs doing 150. It wasn't I mean. Right, exactly. So, the long and short of it is, so the day after there was a heist, like a full-on legit robbery, burglary, the day after, I get a guy in my shop talking about how his favorite thing in the world is to run away from police officers at 155 miles an hour. I learned two important things today. Okay, apparently there's a code. They have a code. I don't think police officers are aware of the code because I used to be a police officer and I wasn't aware of any sort of code. So apparently when these guys are hammering along the freeway at 90 plus, which they consider to be normal freeway speeds, in which I agree with them completely, I'd like to say, I raise my fist in utter solidarity. I agree. 90 miles an hour is my favorite freeway speed. Now, but if they dip their brakes... So if they see the cop and they hit the brakes, then that's them sending a message to the cop that, hey, cop, I see you, but if you want to come out after me, it's going to be a full-on chase. I I know you're there, and I'm not slowing down. I'm going to give you a quick brake check just to acknowledge your existence. Yeah. But I'm going to continue at 90-plus or whatever I was doing. So if you want to come out, it's game on. I said so. I don't if, think it's all that organized. Well, I said I said I don't think law enforcement's got the memo. Right. I think I think that might be I think that might be in your family. That might be the rules of your household. But I don't think law enforcement got the memo on this one. So I said, well, what would you do if you were just clipping along at ninety or so and you saw the cop and you didn't dip the brake? Oh, that just means I'm just you know I'm driving, but I'm driving too fast, and if he pulls out, I'm probably going to pull over. You know, I'm not going to give him any resistance. I'm not going to turn it into a chase. I said, okay. So, and then he's like, yeah, but sometimes, like, the other night we were out riding and one of my guys got in a crash with one of my other guys. You know, he, he got too close to the other guy was doing a wheelie and it clipped the front brake lever on a guy's leg. So it energized the front brake and a guy did a stoppy, which at 70 miles an hour has got to be beautiful. <laughs> when they clipped the front brake, did the brake lights come on for a second? The <laughs> cop said, I'm not going to bother. No, but the cop, showed, the cop showed up after, at what we like to call the scene of the accident. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the police apparently showed up there, and a bunch of the guys, when they saw the police were showing up, you know when there's an accident, there's a bunch of standing around. And, I've heard that. Right, I've heard that. <laughs> There's a bunch of standing around. We were right in front of the fun house last night, at 10 o'clock last night, 117th and Franklin. Yeah. It wasn't a motorcycle, but yeah. two vehicles, yeah. Two vehicle crash. There was a lot of standing around. There's a whole lot of standing around, pointing at things, yeah. giving your best opinion of what the fuck happened. <laughs> so, yeah, he said that the guy the guy stopped you the bike at 70 miles an hour. There was a crash ensued, and the bike caterwheeled into, like, a couple other bikes, you know. 
took out a couple other of his friends. Well, then, like, as happens, the police show up. Well, when the police showed up, they said they were right down on uh, the East Shoreway. So they were by the airport, and they said they'd just gone past the park rangers. So the park rangers, they showed up first. And he said, then these assholes I'm riding with, half of them take off. I'm like, as you do when you... (laughs) Stolen bike. As you do when you didn't cause the crash, and you're not a victim of the crash. If you're hanging around... You're just other interested parties, and I think you should just get the fuck out. Because even if you're good, you're not good. You're bad by association. So get the fuck out. Just let's not get yourself run. So I think them leaving was actually probably a pretty good idea on their sure. part. He was angry about it. So he was very, very angry that he didn't, they didn't keep their group together so they could control the situation. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? There was a motor vehicle crash on the freeway, and you're going to control the situation? Perimeter security? You've already proved you can't control the situation. <laughs> if you could control the situation, you'd all still be on your motorcycles. You'd be in Lakewood by now. Yeah, but hmm. I didn't realize that was a thing. And then the law enforcement officers did remind me that apparently Edgewater Park has turned into quite the location for yeah. the um, oh, yeah. ludicrous display of speed oh, yeah. in an uncontrolled environment. So is that true? Yeah. We, D- well, did we not have notice those, that. Now that they've redone the on and off ramps yes. right there from yeah. Lake Road, <clears throat> there's like that clear straightaway. And they, at night, there's yeah. not a car on it. Nobody okay. goes off onto Lake Road. Everybody gets off on Clifton. Ah. And they just tear up that straightaway. Really? Mm-hmm. And down Edgewater Drive. Yeah. Well, we've had a quite a bit of police presence in our neighborhood recently because they're, they're just racing up and down Edgewater Drive, like in, wow. in the residential neighborhood. Wow. Really? And are we yeah. talking about the area that's west of West 105th? Yes, west of 105th. West of the actual park? Yes. With the, the fucking mansions and shit? Yes, right at the entrance of the park there. And that's rough pavement over there, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Right. yeah, it's not lit. Right. And no, it's, it's not, not it's well rough lit. pavement. And, they, and mean, the cheapest house is like $1.2 million. What's that, that? That neighborhood has video surveillance yeah. and everything. Oh, yeah. Of course it does. But these are people that have cameras on their bikes so they can film themselves breaking the law. Yeah, because they right. all post it on YouTube. Yes, they do. And, yeah. and I was reminded by the gentleman that was in my shop today, well, these young guys, you know, they're all busy trying to run from the police, but everything they do, they put on YouTube. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it is kind of funny that you know, that's... <laughs> Your Honor, Exhibit A, I'd like to present you with 10,000 hits today. <laughs> And yes. Earl posted it himself. Right. Come here, Earl. Exactly. <laughs> idiot. Yes. And I noticed that your I noticed that your honor happens to be a Patreon sub- subscriber to this channel. So, <laughs> so fuck you, Your Honor. He's got a Patreon this channel. <laughs> That's it. Way to go. And uh, so, one of the things that the city of Cleveland's been talking about and talking more and more about is it still on the books? Are we still talking about a motocross park? They're arguing about it. So has it gotten anywhere other than just a bunch of arguments? Oh, they haven't come to interview you yet? The the bike park. The bike park. Just the paper. Okay. Just the newspaper. I've heard about that. The newspaper tried to interview me on it, and I said, politely, I said, one, I don't know enough about the subject at all. Not that that's ever stopped me before. (laughs) But But to the news media, they can look around in here and they just see a motorcycle shop. They They don't even recognize that you don't have motocross bikes. Exactly. Nor do they recognize that... These guys on these motocross bikes are not street legal. No. They think they're like, we're going to give these guys a safe place to go play. Right. They notice that yeah. you have things with engines in them <laughs> that make wheels go. Yeah. 
Yeah, they did. So, uh, so when the, therefore yeah. they want to interview. When I was approached, they asked me a few questions, and I said, "Look, I really don't know anything about the group, who they are, what they stand for, what they ride. I really don't know anything about it. I, the only time I'm in their neighborhood is when I'm picking up bikes on Mondays." Because, you know, my, my customers live all over the city, and I roll into that neighborhood picking up bikes, and it is not uncommon to see a ATV with street tires with the front wheels in the air. And I go, well, that's a novel way to get around town. Uh, it's a bit of a unique grocery getter. And I, my problem is my logic sensor goes off and says, if I were to flee the police... Does anyone at the table know what the top speed of a Dodge Charger police car is? One thirty. <laughs> at going. least Every, one thirty. Everyone, fire away. Yeah, I'd, I'd say one thirty. I feel like it's one eighty. No. Go ahead. No? Not that it's fast. It's okay. Throw it out. What the hell? I'm on board with one thirty. Yeah, it's one hundred and fifty-five miles an hour. <laughs> Do you know how many motorcycles in this shop right now will go one hundred and fifty-five miles an hour? Not exactly one. zero. Two. <laughs> The zero two, will go that, the zero two, will go that fast? Dr- dropped out of planes? No, no, they won't go that fast. They won't. Every motorcycle in here will well, be trounced. My Stella's in the back. No, I, don't make me bust out the Stella. <laughs> right, don't make me bust out my scooter. Well, if we yeah. do, like, nitrous in a turbo. And if my aunt had a dick, dot, dot, dot. Okay, so the point being, they don't, the police have up their game. When I was a police officer, we had Ford Crown Vicks. At 108, they would leave the ground because of the lack of aerodynamics of a Crown Victoria and the and the Visibar on top. Yep, and you feel the you feel the front wheels getting real light. Those Eagle GTs would just be like skimming along the pavement, and if it was wet, you'd be positively backwards. So that's quite an increase, 155 miles an hour in a Dodge Charger. So that's kind of neat. Turns out the big sport utility trucks they drive around, those are also oh, yeah. quite fast, too. Yeah. I had no idea those big fuckers could go 140 miles an hour. That's like a four-and-a-half-ton cruise missile going 140 miles an hour. I know this because I had one pass me in the right lane. Well, no, it was the berm. He was in the berm. I was in the right lane. I was going a spirited 125 miles an hour. He was going considerably faster. <laughs> the good news was he was more interested in the other person you, than you, me. Did you remember to tap your brakes? No, no, I didn't tap my brakes. I didn't know anything. It was like a UFO fucking sight. When you go to a buck and a quarter, you don't expect anyone to pass you. When period. I'm going 120 miles an hour, the only thing I have is tunnel vision. Yeah. The only thing keeping me alive is a laser beam focus on the exact piece of road in front of me. And ducking to go under the bridges. Because the whole world is fucked up when you're going at any kind of a speed, when you don't have a perfectly good windshield, and you're driving a bike with naked handlebars, and you're, like, hanging on for dear life. If you turn your head to the left slightly, your helmet goes backwards. And people forget that's what happens when you ride a bike that doesn't have fairings at over 100. And the good news was the that police chariot thing, that, that giant sport utility suburban device or whatever it was, it appeared out of fucking nowhere, and it was moving much, much faster than I was. And when I saw him out of the corner of my eye, and he was in the on the shoulder, which is where they keep the extra bolts, nuts, and screws from all the freeway vehicles, I was like, I would never go over there. Like, not on tires I paid for. He's on taxpayers' tires going 120-plus, just <laughs> zipping right along. And uh, I was very happy to just kind of like 
Give him a little nod of the head, and you go get him, cowboy. <laughs> you, yeah, go get that law offender, and thank God he's driving a red motorcycle and I'm driving a blue one. You know? <laughs> Fucking great. Yeah, you're right. He's the devil, because he ran away from me about ten miles ago, and I have not been able to catch him. Good thing he's not coming for you. He has far more motor than I do. You've picked the right violator. I see you've given. I see you've given up on the sixty point ticket and gone straight for the full. You're gonna have a string of fucking coupons. <laughs> yeah, he he. I was small, small change to him. He probably saw my bike, saw the dealer plate, saw that I have like all the gear. Could see through my helmet that I'm 48 years old. And he saw me tap the brakes. He saw me tap. <laughs> no, that means game on. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot the rules already. Yeah, I think he just. I think he looked at me, but he looked at the other guy, and the other guy was like Kid Rock. You know, and the other guy was like, the only thing slowing him down was his wife beater flapping in the breeze. And he was game on. He was gone. And so that was why when I saw the cop go by me, I was like, God damn, I've never been so happy to lose a race in my life. Was, that was brilliant. I'm going to lose all my races in the future. Out of my way. I'm in hot pursuit. There you go. What in the hell is the world coming to? Yeah, it's. So I guess. Uh, has has anybody here run from the police? You can be anonymous. Use somebody uh, else's name. Chris. On foot many times. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I've def- definitely on foot. I've run from the police. What's many the statute times. of limitation on such offenses? <laughs> 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 Well, if you say, if you say, oh yeah, you're you're before I answer, where you're a public servant, <laughs> mentor, many many years ago, okay, right. outside of full on murder, I think you're safe. The uh, no, I'd say that. Well, once you said this, this is not necessarily. I mean, this isn't a document. I mean, this isn't a documentary. This is a fucking Steve's a firefighter. This too, is comedy. So. Yeah, remind the public of that as he's about to tell an awesome story. <laughs> Way to fuck that up. Steve is. Huh? Remember time? You, remember that time yes, you did the. Steve, you yeah. Come on, Steve. Tell us that story. Just make sure you finish the story by telling us all how you saved a kitten from a burning building. Right. <laughs> well, we don't have time to go into all that. There's so many of those tales. <laughs> oh, that kitten. <laughs> he's been carrying that kitten in the back of his truck for years. Throws it up in the tree. It's inflatable. Is it helium in it? <laughs> the inflatable kitten. Every time he's about to get written up, out comes the stuffed cat. <laughs> yeah. He <Sorry>. just <laughs> blows it up. Throw it on the tree. Make sure you get this on the 5 o'clock news. Yeah. So, anyhow. So, anyway. I would probably run from I want to hear Chris Smith stories. If I didn't. Oh. Fuck no, I don't. I don't run from guys. No, he doesn't run from the police. Fuck no. No, he stays at the scene of the crash. <laughs> I have. A Let's just say I have a friend yeah. who's passed the police several times at yes. a high rate of speed. Yeah. And sees the police lights come on. Yeah. And by the time the police car gets turned around, right. the, There's uh, math involved. The friend of mine. Yeah. Turned off a couple side streets. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there is math, and that's a smart friend. Yeah, he is a smart guy. He's it a turns, clever kind of guy. It turns out the fella, are you are you that friend? No, 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 <laughs> no. The fellow who was giving nobody wants that question that's answered. Jump to conclusions. Right. Well, that's an assumption. The fellow who's in my shop today told me that the city of Cleveland Police Department has stated. 
they will not pursue. And that Cle- Cleveland police officers I've talked to have said they will not pursue. And they're yeah. not allowed to pursue. They'll That's be written up for pursuit. And then he assured me, the fellow in my shop today, who's apparently a professional at fleeing from the police, um, it's new or at least sport. he's an enthusiast. <laughs> I don't think he's being paid for it. Right. But I wouldn't say professional is a strong word. Red Bull will be sponsoring it soon. <laughs> he, may be, he may be on the Olympic team next year, considering he's about to turn pro. But the... Uh, but yeah, he when said you, when you when you're on a stolen bike with probably a suspended license and bad plates, yes. you probably have extra incentive to. That is, those are all three motivating factors. Get the hell out of there! Right? Yeah. The uh, what he said was that Cleveland says they're not supposed to pursue, but they do. They just don't call it in. He said all of the suburbs will pursue, but they're not very good at it. He said if you pick up a state trooper. You better have a full tank of gas. That's why they do it over by us. Because it's all troopers it's all at troopers. Edgewater Park. Troopers work that area hard. They work mm-hmm. the shoreway real hard. And it used to be the troopers just stayed on I-90. They stayed on the big roads. Mm-hmm. And now you see troopers in every part of Cleveland. I see them in Lakewood. Mm-hmm. Yep. They all have yeah. chargers. Mm-hmm. On Laurie <laughs> Avenue. I know. Yeah. And they're troopers. I think any state route, they can patrol a state route. Which means they are bulletproof. They have no sense of humor at all. I've tried. They don't have any sense of humor (laughs) at all. Have you watched the movie Super Troopers? I have, and that's totally an inaccurate representation of law enforcement (laughs) in the state of Ohio. (laughs) Yeah, and not once did anyone say, well, meow, you have to get out of the car. We need a a leader of cola. It's for a cop. It's for a cop. (laughs) They're making Super Troopers, too. Of course they are. They've got a uh, uh, GoFundMe. They're making everything, too. Yeah. Yeah. Big Trouble in Little China, too. Go, why not? Oh, my God. Right. Are they? Why the fuck not, Dustin? <laughs> they are now. No, seriously, are they? The sequel's going to be why Little not? Trouble in Big China. Right, Little I, Trouble in Big China. Right. I hope be, so. It'll be I a love careful homage to our Chinese overlords. Right. It'll be, there won't be any culturally insensitive items in the entire thing. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to make a remake of every goddamn thing in the world. Because they already have. Right. Yeah, so even the bad movies. But back to my point. Uh... So apparently if you get followed by a state trooper, it's game on and it's game on as long as they want to play the game. Now here's my question. What is the one superpower your motorcycle has that, that cars don't have? Maneuverability. Yeah, right? Acceleration. No. Well. No, I disagree. We all heard the story last year sometime when I was on the 1100cc Shadow and I got out-accelerated, out-braked, and out-cornered by a Mercedes. A automobile, what is frequently driven by soccer moms. Right? And I was on a motorcycle with 1,100 cc's. So the point is, that car had me in the fucking, in the weeds. I was better off, like I said, I ended up hiding behind a bus. You can turn around in an 11-foot lane. That, I think, is the biggest thing. I think, fuck your high-speed mobility. You don't have any. Compared to, when you're both going 120 miles an hour... That's really not any advantage. No, they got this stability. And they got the stability and they got the radio. Yeah. And, and if, they can change channels. Well, yeah, they sure can. Probably keeping up with you. Yeah. <laughs> well, and if they breathe on you, you're dead. And if you breathe on a vehicle like you're lane splitting 
And of course, you know, you see people driving, and it's like, I'm the Facebook thing, and then I see some blue and yellow flashing red flashing lights, and I better swerve. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, every fucking car in the world does two things. They're on autopilot. like Bill Cosby. Well, okay. I wish I had his prescription program. They, uh, they don't. Uh, you have more the, dates. That's right. I would. Yep. I'd be keeping them all in my basement. The, uh, Just terrible. But you know, little blue around people here. are bad drivers because they're not paying attention. When you add something like a motorcycle going past them at a high rate of speed, like lane splitting in California, some people just lose their shit. They lose their shit. They look over their shoulder. They, they swerve. And if you're in a motorcycle and you're going 120 miles an hour and you're going between some cars and that car decides to move like literally the equivalent of one degree on their steering wheel, that moves them three feet in their lane. And now you and their mirror are now occupying the same space at the same time. And that's only going to work out for one of you. Yeah, exactly. They just drifted. They just drifted a little bit. I wasn't trying to hit you. I was just drifting in my lane. I was just using all of it. But I think that the trick is move slow. So getting back to the 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 joke bike park that's proposed. So the problem with this is that, as you guys pointed out. They don't want Chris to run Smith around. actually talks. <laughs> you know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> duh, duh, duh. Yeah. But it, it, they want to go fast for a long time. Yeah, ride, they do. And a little bike park is no. going to be, what, a quarter of a mile? It's going to be a motocross park. Yeah. And, and it's going to be a little whoop de doos and a little bumpy humps and all kinds of fun stuff for the kids to be on the 50s and the 80s and the 125s. And there'll be a cop there to check to see that they're all stolen. Yeah, and those aren't the kind of guys that Frank Jackson's trying to get off the streets over there because they don't want to dick around with that. Plus, all the bikes will get checked. Of course, they find out. Well, you don't have a title for this. Doesn't look like. Looks like this one was stolen over there in Mentor. Yep. Do you remember when we were little kids? I don't know if you guys ever lived in a type of a community that made you get a bicycle license. Oh yeah. 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 Does right. Do you know why you had to get a bicycle license? Mm It's because motherfuckers are stealing bicycles all over the goddamn place. Because you know what a nine-year-old can do? Steal a bicycle. Do you know those little four four combination locks that they gave you? They're like they're oh, yeah, yeah, at least yeah. seventy-five cents worth of metal wrapped in a little plastic yep. sheath, and they had a little barrel tumbler on them. I could crack those when I was seven. Seven. You're a punk. Seven. My neighbors and I would sit around going, "All right, got this one. Hand it off and give me another one." Got that one. You didn't have to know how to count to 999. No. no. You just had to spin them and feel it. You just feel Oh, and it's open. And we would do that shit at the pool. We would do it at the high school, at the middle school. And we would just unlock bikes, and we would move locks from lock to lock to bike to bike. <laughs> That's even better than stealing bikes. That's awesome. We'd only steal the good ones. The rest, we fucked the locks. Yeah, yeah. And we only borrowed the good ones. We'd bring them back. Yeah. We considered it test riding. You know, it's for science. Come back and you know, you'd know that the Huffy Thunder Road was really all talk and no hot wax. It was just a sticker job. It wasn't really a great bicycle. It was the same thing as that freaking stupid, the pink one, the Thunder Rose. It was no different than that. They were the same bike. It was just a different sticker job. I'm trying to pull one over on us, the concerted bike buying public at Wycliffe, Ohio. Remember the Huffy, remember the Huffy Bandit? Of course I remember the Huffy Bandit. How could you forget the Huffy that Bandit? That was like Star Wars styling yeah. meets BMX. That really was. That was that was yet another idea of let's let's hide the low quality with an excellent sticker package, right? You by the time you get this thing home, you won't even realize what a piece of shit it is. The but that's kind of the thing is that is going to be the law enforcement mecca. There will be an officer stationed there all the time, guarantee. 
And that officer is going to be doing one thing and one thing only. Smoking weed. Got a VIN? <laughs> if he's smart. He's like, Nothing's going on here, man. There'll be nobody there. <laughs> yeah. The first week that it's open, Fuck it's going to be... Shit. Dude, it's going to be a bunch of suburban dads dragging their kids down there to see what it's all about. They might ride around a little bit, but there'll be a cop there and it'll be like, okay, I want your VIN or I want your off-road use title. I want your documentation that shows this is yours. The problem is the only people that are going to go there are people that have their shit legit anyway. Legit, yeah. Because bad news bears aren't going to go anywhere near that. They're just going to stay the fuck away from that whole scene. And it's going to be crickets. I mean, there won't be nothing there in a matter of time. And in the meantime, he's yeah. pissing off all the neighbors because yeah. they don't want all that bullshit going on in their backyard. No, because they'd rather have a steady stream of gunfire. Because <laughs> I've seen where they're planning on putting it. I'm sure yeah. most of us here have been to a motocross track before. Yeah, I've done, yeah. And what do you take with you? you got your bike. That's just the beginning of it. you got $1,000 worth of gear, equipment, boots, helmet. $300 worth of beer. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you, you got a toolbox, you got some extra tires, oh, yeah. you got all kinds no, of No, my operation that I show up with is, is 12 grand. You got aluminum grand. ramps so you get the bike yeah. in and out of the truck with. You go riding around on a yeah. track in wherever they're going to put this, you're right. going to come back to your truck, everything is going to be gone. Everything oh, wasn't on your person right. or you weren't physically sitting on. Sure, it's going to be it's gone. It's not going to be there when you're exactly riding. It. You'll have to bring a friend to keep an eye on your shit while you go out and enjoy your other shit. That's why the cops there. Yeah. Another thing is ah! the people that they're trying to get off the road with right. these bikes. Yeah. How many of them actually have the trucks? They don't. And the ramps right. Right. and all of the gear. It would. Yeah, they, they have the stolen. They definitely car. don't. They have the stolen motorcycle. That's yeah. what they have. And I think it's an incredibly bad solution when our city is actually tearing down skateboard parks that people do use and kids do use, and they're tearing down skateboard parks because of liability. They're worried about lawsuits. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's actually kids skating in those skateboard parks. <laughs> and, you know, I go to the one down on 9th Street, and every time I go down there, there's kids there. Yeah. There's tons of people. They're having a great time. Guys my age and down to little children. The one in Lakewood. There's yeah. the one yeah. uh, down yeah. the yeah. now, too, at, uh, at the, the landing thing. The landing thing. Yeah. yeah. And there's, they're always full, but meanwhile they're like, nah, 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 you know, we're going to get sued. We can't, we can't have that. It's gonna be... And yet you're going to add a motorized element to that? Yeah. Come on! That's not going to happen. I've always thought the best technique for evading the police was to... Let's add dirt bikes. Was to get the fuck off of anywhere they have an advantage. So my first thing would be, would be go somewhere that's not as wide as a police car. Well, you guys were talking about Edgewater Park there. Yeah. There's, yeah. From the top part of the park down the bottom of the park, sure. a motorcycle can easily go up. Easily. The, yeah. the sled ride hill, you can get right on the right. shoreway there. A cop car's not going to follow yes, you up there. I agree. Not that I'm Even advocating <laughs> running from the police down there, but if... It sounds like trying, a good idea. If I was trying to evade the police, I'd have a pretty easy time in that neighborhood. It sounds like a perfect hill climb opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> For the guys on those dirt bikes, they can just hit the, the jogging bike trails. Yes. That's what I mean, yeah. yeah go through the tunnel. End up it. in on right. West 65th Street. Yeah. You know, there seems to be so many okay. better ways to avoid the police than simply cannonballing it and going out and saying, like, let's involve 16 police departments. Right. You're not going to outrun that charger. You're right. not going to outrun that. Right. You're not going to outrun any of that shit. But meanwhile, what would be the best thing to do would be get into the trees, lead into the backyards, get into anywhere you can that a police officer can't these, go. These, these folks don't always make good decisions. It's not even about making decisions. I think they turned it into sport. There's definitely the folk. The guy that was in my shop today had a very strong sense of bravado and was very much trying to give me that alpha male experience like he was like well i did this and we did this and our group did this and we ran away from this cop and we got into this and we got into that 
and it's all about 125 plus. Or yeah. the that that's the street bike crowd. Yeah. But there's also the dirt bike crowd. Yeah. And I was just at a function last Saturday, and there was a couple of Cleveland cops there. And they said these guys will actually ride circles around their That's what he told me cruisers, today. He like, said they harassed the police. Taunting them yeah, because they know the policy. They know the police has, a, the Cleveland yeah. police have a no-chase policy. Yep. And so they're going to r- yeah. rub their nose in He it. said they take mirrors off police cars. Well, do they have a yeah. bump policy? To, can, can the cops... Well, oh, actually, there was an article in Scene Magazine about a year ago about that very thing. They it bumped all, a guy. It only takes a little bump. And the guy wasn't a very good rider, yeah. and he ended up losing control. Yeah. And uh, it killed the guy. Right. And yeah. Well, Scene Magazine Shit. made it all about the police department when it was. It's about everybody, it's and the reality is we all ride motorcycles, and we all know that if you ever, if you ever think that you're going to pick a fight from the seat of your motorcycle, I don't care who's in the seat of the car. They have a tremendous advantage over you. Don't play bumper cars that's why you, if reach. you don't have a bumper. That's why it's going to stop. Like, yeah. That's why you reach through the window and pull them out. Right. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah, I know you're going to dump, you're going to dump your bike in the process. But the best thing you can do is deprive them of their metal death cage. I mean, that's the if you if you are legitimately going to engage in that with the car driver, but my logic is just stay the fuck away from them. Just, just to stay the fuck away. You get a bad, crazy driver who's angry at you, yeah. flipping you the bird because you passed him on the right or some nonsense. If I passed you on the right, it's because you're in the wrong lane. You know, you're just not. You're just not up to your get, get, road safety rules. Apparently, get ahead of them. Empty your pockets ago. of all those extra spark plugs and get the hell out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Did it work? Guys, up in um, better than you know. Uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and somehow I pissed this lady off, and I was on my bike, and she said. She said, you motherfucker, I'm going to knock you up. I'm going to knock you up? I, said, I was like, you're going to get me pregnant? What does that mean? <laughs> you're going to knock me up. It, That's it, the first scary thing I've heard of this year. Actually, I'm not I, even mad. I'm kind of impressed. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how I looked at it. I was like, I don't know how she's going to accomplish it, but wow. I'm going to stay out of her way, though. Just, I just, think that's a good idea. Just to be safe. Right. Just to stay out of her way. Yeah, I get yelled at all the time. I... I do I will stay behind you until yeah. I realize you're stupid. Right. Like I will maintain lane discipline until I realize that you're just not getting the message. I'll flash the lights once or twice. If you don't move over, I'm going to go around you on the right. It's amazing how many times when I go around them on the right, they get really, really mad about it. And they want to throw the bird. They want to yell. They want to weave and swerve and everything else. Well, and, like in a traffic situation, yeah. stay behind them is the key because yeah. behind them you can always outbreak them. Yep, you can always outbreak them. You stay behind them, you're good to go. It's you, there have been a couple of times when I've tried desperately to create huge oh. gaps, oh, and it doesn't work out. Yeah, and invariably you're going to run into traffic. That's the hard thing. I mean, your motorcycle's as wide as a fucking house when you get your touring luggage on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you ain't filtering through anything. Right. You'd have better luck getting a record. I got an announcement. Yeah? What's your announcement? Cavs 68, Celtics 29. Is that good? Yeah, the Cavs with one minute left in the half. We have Cavs? <laughs> seems like a strange name for a basketball, a basketball franchise in this city. <laughs> the Cavs? This we got the steers and the calves. So we're winning. Yeah. yeah. All right. Once again. Sixty-eight. Sports 29. ball. Go team. Sports. <laughs> Go sports ball. I just am not into it. The uh, so we do have coming up 
That's a lot of touchdowns. Well, Dustin's going to drop you. this podcast faster than the rest of them. He's going to drop this one as soon as he possibly can because there's a call to action on this podcast. Not shitting you. Sure. There's a call to action. There's a call to action. The 28th. Oh. Furry ride. Furry ride, yeah, yeah. No, it's pronounced furry road. <laughs> furry road. Furry road. So we did our last. So Mad Max. A couple of weeks furry ago, road. we did our. A couple of weeks ago, we did our first Shit ever done. Cleveland Moto ride. Yeah. And we rolled out of here on Sunday. And I told my wife before we came out, because the weather was shit the day before, but the we made it clear if it was anything more than a 50% chance of rain, we were not going to run it. There's no reason for anybody to be miserable. We got here at 11 o'clock, and it was bright blue skies and sunshine. It was a gorgeous day. And we had 20 people, and then we had 25 people, and then we had 35 people, and then we had 40 people. And then we were worried about how the fuck they were going to fit in the parking lot. <laughs> so for the first ever Cleveland Moto ride, it turned out to be a fucking gangbuster. Um, the group only got separated 37 times. Uh, at one point, right right <laughs> off the tip. 38? Yeah, 42. Right, exactly. Everyone had their own ride after the first five miles. Uh, it was a bunch of solo rides that ended up in the same spot. But halfway down in the metro parks, didn't even remotely get to Wallace Lake or anything. Uh, some kid on a Grom, I don't know if he was trying to pass slower, a slow-moving car. I wasn't there. But when we got to the overlook, the scenic overlook, to take our little break and wait for the rest of the group to catch up to us, it was taking longer and longer and longer, and I was pinging Hoffert because he was running chase. And what the fuck's going on? What's going on? Nothing. No word of anybody. And then one of the Akron guys from the Akron Mini Riders, or Northeast Ohio Mini Riders, showed up on a Grom and goes, yeah, uh, Ted or Tim or Terry or whatever his name was, uh, got sideways. And so it, uh, he basically shortened the right-hand side of his motorcycle. It's a little more aerodynamic on the right side than on the left side. All the all the Whoops. all the pointy bits have been removed on the right side of the bike. Ground down. It was definitely yeah, just a just shaved a few ounces off the motorcycle on his right hand side. But he, he made, was he made it lighter. He did, and he was in good shape. He was fine. He good spirit. Like made it around. I don't think he actually hit the car, but I think the car stopped and was making angry noises about police and things like that. But I think everybody got away okay. So the. Uh, so they did catch up with us. And then we ended up hauling down to, we went to Loggerheads, which we did talk about in a previous podcast, was scheduled to be the Meadowlark Baptist Church Motorcycle yeah. Hoot Nanny or whatever the hell they call it. Yeah, Full of God Squatters. It was God Squatters. And we got down to the spot, and the parking lot was full gepocked. I mean, it was slammed in there. I popped off the bike real quick. I wasn't was, this supposed to be like a Christian yes, that's, group? Thanks for showing up, Dustin. <laughs> you got it, just in time. The vape, the vape has got him on 23-second delay. The, uh, so, yes, that's correct. And we had, uh, I ran in, and I, was, I ran into the place, and I looked around real quick, and I saw, like, three waitresses with fear in their eyes and empty pockets because, you know, they weren't being tipped. And I was like, these are the wrong people. So I ran back out in the parking lot, got the whole group together again, and said, to Quaker Steak and Lube in Parma. Where oh, Medina. Medina, thank you. Yeah, Medina. Madornab. And uh, so we went to Madornab, and it was everything that you like about the Quaker Steak experience and nothing that you hate. What I hate, all right. what I hate is when there's 5,000 Harley Davidsons there and you lose your motorcycle in the parking lot because they've got you boxed in. 
what I love, though, is when you show up at a place with 35 people and the serving staff goes, that's all of you, right? Okay, we'll serve. And they, that's the way they rolled. I mean, there was not one second of shock in their eyes. You could tell these ladies had seen it all. Yeah, they, were, they were on point. Yeah. We showed up and we're like filtered into our respective tables and they were just like, beers? Yeah. Appetizers? Sure. You got your order together? Of course you don't. You're bullshitting. You're a fucking idiot. I'll come back and see you in 10 minutes. These people are going to eat first. Right? When you have your shit together and you've landed on this planet, I'll take your fucking order. And yeah, they did great. And so we all had food within 15 minutes. The weather stayed off perfectly. We, we rode home dry. Yeah. And it turned out to be the perfect day. So we'll see how Memorial Day weekend goes. Because the Sunday of Memorial Day, 11 o'clock, out here in the front, same bat time, same bat channel, roll out at noon. Um, you don't have to wake up early in the morning for this. Do be fed when you get there. Do not show up here expecting, oh, well, it's you know, Cleveland Moto, so they're going to give me donuts and bagels and pastries. <laughs> I was going to say. No. Right across the street is Dunkin' Fucking Donuts, right? That's what I was talking about earlier. Yeah, right. There's Dunkin' Funkin' Donuts right there, and they will sell you all of the caffeinated products and donut eclair-type things. They even have a chocolate donut with peanuts on top and pretzels. It's real. I had one. It's weird. How was it? That's weird. What if they yeah. don't like peanuts on my donuts? That's exactly what I said. <laughs> right. And it was ground up. It was a little tiny ground up pieces. Yeah. Yeah, it's very creepy. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very wrong. Tiny penises. Yeah. Oh, but I wanted. A, they I, might be delicious. Who knows? I wanted a Boston cream the other day, and the guy said, "By a guy by says, the only Boston creams we still have left are heart shaped." As though that would slow me down. I was like, now I just have two better ways to eat it. I now have three angles of attack. I can take the pointy bit or the butt-looking bit on the other side. Like a Boston I'm cream. in. Boston cream might be a euphemism. Donut that reminds me of a butt. Right, exactly. And you know where the hole was? Where do you think the hole was? Right? Where do you yes. think the cream went in? Right in, oh, no. right in the cheeks? That's exactly it. When they handed me the heart, oh, no. they handed me the heart shaped Boston cream. Yeah. Why does my donut taste like dirty pennies? Yes. Exactly. It was terrible. You know the guy that has to fill those donuts every time is going. Yes. And that's why I said, like, if you're going to put the and whole fills thing his name. And I was like, I'm one love hand, to do that job. It's genius. On the other hand, giggity. Right. <laughs> Unfortunately, they're taking all the fun out of it and made it done by machine, I'm sure. Oh. Damn it. He's like, fills my name. Yeah. Fills my name. Fills my name. Yeah. Fills my name. Yeah. Fills my name. <laughs> it is so. But, but so we digress. Anybody who shows up that hasn't fed or watered themselves across the street is the Dunkin' okay. Donuts. It seems stupid. So much for getting Dunkin' as a. Sponsor. Right. It seems stupid for me to put <laughs> We, we just there. lost Duncan as a sponsor. It, it just seems dumb for me to make a giant pot of coffee and to bring in donuts from Aldi. Because if I bring in donuts, they're coming from Aldi. Of course they are. Yes, they are. They're going to bring you those nice individually wrapped apple and uh, whatever uh And Aldi, dishes. if you would like to sponsor us. <laughs> yes, Aldi or Herbert Freight or, yeah. yeah. Or anybody Aldi, else. Aldi, right. we are here for you. Bells over on tonight. <laughs> the, uh, but not joking. The eleven o'clock is the meetup. Twelve o'clock is the ride out. I say that for the fifth time because the number one question of people what arrived last time, even though the only way it was broadcast out to the world was through a, a Facebook event page, which of course has the time and location. And I saw it. the time and location was 
11, of 11 o'clock meetup. Right. 12 o'clock. Right. right. That gives you an advantage <laughs> over Can I say that any better? <laughs> can I get a hurrah? <laughs> I didn't get a hurrah out of you, mister. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, it was it was pretty simple. Yeah. Well, so we're saying it again. 11 o'clock show up, 12 o'clock pull out, um, and we're going to go to... The jailhouse bar, the the oh. yeah, yeah. Fifty-seven and eighty-three at the corner of Route Fifty-seven and eighty-three. What's it actually called? Is it called the jailhouse? It's the jailhouse. It's the jailhouse. Um, excellent reviews for the food. They're going to have live music that day. Who's so playing? I don't know. Parking lots gravel. Be the, careful. <laughs> I don't know who's playing, but I've heard a number of my friends who are in bands are very excited about getting booked there. I have a friend that plays yeah. there regularly. Yeah. So that's a good sign. I mean, this place has been burnt down twice. Yeah, oh. usually the trade. Not a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, Pete's going to tell us a little bit about the history of this particular bar. No, I'm not. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, <laughs> it, the it, firefighter. It's well published. It's well published. It burned down twice. That's all. I, I, right. And the neighbor. Two documented fires. Uh, two documented <laughs> fires. It was burnt, and then it was rebuilt, and then very quickly after being rebuilt. Burnt again. Then reinsured. When they, when they couldn't make their mortgage payment. <laughs> well, no. No. And then the neighbor suddenly disappeared. My, my, my grandma called that Jewish lightning. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the neighbor was tired of the noise. So when you get a neighbor who's tired of the noise, and he gets pushed to the point where he just can't take it anymore. And your bar burns down. And he starts throwing Molotov cocktails from <laughs> his backyard. And then you build your bar back up. <laughs> and then your bar gets burned down again. At that point, that neighbor's got to go away. Message. That neighbor's got to go away. So, but so it's cool. It's really, uh, it's very nice. It's, it's doesn't look like it did when it was the. Actually, I drove by there the other day, and they had a sign that said, um, "New menu." Asbestos umbrellas. No, new menu featuring the Richard Ramirez burger. What? And then right below that, it said, <laughs> "Playing soon, the other brothers." The other brothers. Who is my my right. buddy? Plays in that band, right? And it's the Richard Ramirez. And I told burger. her, I said, "You got second second billing second to, billing to a hamburger <laughs> named after a serial killer." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. <clears throat> yeah, and very special guest. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's so it is looking good. That's going to be our ride. It'll be a nice a nice brisk jaunt, and uh, as usual, if you don't make it there, we've told you where we're going. It's entirely up to you. Uh, some people last week at the end of the ride were like, yeah, man, we that Metro Park sucks dick. Too much, like it's 28 miles per hour, 25 miles per hour, too many people looking around, you know. It's slow. The Metro Parks yeah. is slow. You're That's behind. a good ride, though. We had, we had yeah. scooters yeah. and Grom yeah. and mopeds. You are about, you are only as fast as the slowest octogenarian. And you didn't go to the park, TJ. We're going to feed the ducks. <laughs> and you know, and this and this Chrysler K car is going to make it the whole way there, and that's going to get another two hundred thousand miles left in it because I only drive at eighteen miles an hour. And we ran into Just all those people during last the week. week. It's the yeah. bicyclists running twenty two miles an hour. Yeah. but on the weekends, that's Wednesdays. Yeah, Wednesday's bike day down there. I usually like to make the Metro Parks in my own personal TT course, but and we have Metro Parks Rangers who listen to this podcast religiously and said, "Hey, Phil, Ixnay on their acing ray in the Metro Parks, mate." Yeah, <laughs> not cool. Ask but, uh, Roy about his wife's little experience down there. Three, oh, really? Three hundred dollar ticket. <gasps> whoa, whoa, whoa! Three hundred dollar ticket. I think forty two and a. Th- 
What's well, 30 miles an hour. She's going 40. She was going 42 and a 30 and got a $300 donation to the Metro Parks? On her way to a funeral. Oh. Well, that means the person <laughs> in the casket's getting a lot so less money in their Ranger car. was like, who died? She's like, well, Just actually. Just so you're, you're using your personal... It's uh, pricey. Time, time trial down there. Yeah, That's a pricey racetrack. To the, uh, Holy fee. shit. Yeah. They better put up a booth. No, I'm going to stay the fuck out of there from now on. My God, man. I'm going to yeah. keep it all... Yeah. I don't know why we... Uh, and I do totally agree. I think that it would be a decent idea if we did have somewhere. A lot of people who live in different states have, like, a road out of town that goes fucking nowhere. That is sort of like a wink, wink, and a nudge, nudge, like, yeah, if you want to really open her up, you can go out there and, like and crack her loose. The Ohio Autobahn. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or as we like to call it around here, Tyler Boulevard. On the east side. Yeah. 113 out here. 113? People clip along pretty good, yeah, man? Yeah, you can rip and tear You can rip there. and tear down 113? <laughs> I do know that I do that nobody's ripping and tearing down Lake Road because that is my commute. And I have spent <laughs> I, I've bit through most of my teeth. Like if the bottom ones are all flat and, and not the way they should be, it's because I'm behind people going, I know it says thirty five. That's an implied fifty. Go, 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 go. And I will not pass on a double yellow. I fucking that shit is sacrosanct to me. I mean, I, no, that's good. I, I will not pass on a double yellow. That's good. But as soon as it breaks, <laughs> bye. Yeah, I'm gone. Huntington <laughs> Park, there. That's like where the floodgates open. Oh, Huntington <laughs> Park is where even the slow people speed up. Like the further yeah. they get from downtown, the faster they drive. Mm-hmm. The same fucking car. Oh, at Huntington. Yeah. Yeah, where it breaks off in the fucking no, two lanes. No. They cr- it's like, go! And, and guaranteed, there's always a cop there. Guaranteed. Always. Because there's a cop right. hanging out next to the customs official or the Homeland Security. The Honey Hut. The Honey Hut, yes. They're yeah. always heavily patrolled by the Honey Hut. And so you know there's going to be a cop in there, and you know that 50 is the magic number. So you're like, pass, but then like, pass 46. <laughs> Get in front. 46, there you are, I see you fucker, alright, great, and now rip the shit out of it, to, all the way to Sheffield Lake. Taps, breaks. <laughs> Game on, bitch. Yeah. Game on. Yeah, I gotta remember the tap breaks thing, because apparently tap breaks means I came to play. Right. Which means don't even pull out, apparently. According to him, a trained professional amateur, that tap of the brakes means if you come after me, I'm not slowing down. I see you, I acknowledge your presence, but I am on, and the quote was, I am on a sport bike. As though that just instantly meant. Do you have an extended swing arm on that sport bike? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. He said it's a ZX. I'm not going to fuck with that. It's a ZX-10 R. The pirate edition. Extra hook. The I don't know if there's any hint of an extended swing arm. But you see. It keeps the front end on the ground, you know, when you really get on it. I'm old. And I'm old enough to be. Any Hayabusa is now in the incredibly affordable range, right? I mean, all those Hayabusas that were gentlemen's agreement governed to 186 miles an hour, those are just $3,600 used motorcycles at this point. And if you can find one that wasn't, you know, yeah, good up the abused. <laughs> no, stretched and mangled and, you know. Molested. Molested. Yeah, that's exactly it. Hadn't had somebody's hands all over Ooh, it. bastard. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Perfect word for it. I was going to say upkafukt, but you nailed it. And if you could find just a legitimate, and I'm not even saying it has to have original turn signals, because we know that's never going to happen. But if it, like, 
Maybe someday I will have a Hayabusa that has the original factory license plate hanging. That at least doesn't have wood screws holding it together. Also, because every every fucking Hayabusa <laughs> we see come in here, all the parts that got eliminated in the crash have been replaced <laughs> with pointy pike nut type devices. We got a thing over there that is at least 19 inches wider than what was left in the factory, and every part that touches out to the world is a sharpened point of a spear. So it's the edge of the handlebars, spears. The edge of the levers, spears. The edge of the foot pegs, spears. Like a World War One German pickle helmet? It is. It's all a pickle spike. Yeah. It's, and it's all over it. And it's all over the whole motorcycle. And that's the idea, is when you crash it, you just buy these bolt-on spears to put all over, the pike nut things that just go everywhere. And... Yeah, I mean, I, I'll buy a Hayabusa, sure. Why not? I've ridden a bunch of them. You know what they are? They're relatively squishy sport touring bikes. They're big. They look like caterpillars. I kind of <laughs> like the way they look. They're a very big, organic-looking thing. Yeah. I want to paint it like the the slug thing from Starship Troopers <laughs> at the end. <laughs> paint it like that big space worm brain thing they have. Yeah, just paint it like that, because that's all the curves it has. It's very much like that. Green and a little pink here and there. And put slurm on the side. Slurm on the side would be an excellent a Futurama tribute bike. Yeah, a Futurama tri- tribute bike. I like the idea of that. That's quite good. The uh, Or just cover it in fur. <laughs> Not little fur, big, long, woolly mammoth fur. So when you're riding it at 60 miles an hour, the fur's blowing up like a big man's mustache. That could be your furry bike. You're riding on Falcor's head. Yes, exactly. Just put a big dog face on it. (laughs) Exactly. And just lips that catch the breeze. A little slobber out the back. Oh, the Dumb and Dumber van. Oh, the never It's all good until you get caught in the rain. Then it's going to smell. And then it sucks really badly. But that's the fit. The dog dragon. Like, that's the fitting <laughs> end to a Hayabusa's life of being an intimidating thing would to be go completely nerf with it and go the opposite end of the expector. And, yeah, the never-ending story is about the opposite of everything Hayabusa ever. Yeah. Have you seen my chains and my chains and my spikes and my chains? Have you seen my dog dragon thing? No, I got the perfect thing. Expanding foam. Yes. Right? To oh, build yeah. it up a you little can make bit. anything. The dragon anything. thing's the best. And then, yeah. and then uh, right? yeah. some form of drill that will make a corsa. Cotton. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Something that will make yeah, okay. uh, concave or convex yeah, yeah, yeah. concave yeah. dimples. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then just somewhere a discreet little titleist. Oh, yeah. Just make it into a giant fucking golf ball. Yeah. The whole thing a golf ball. Yeah. Just a big fucking white golf ball. Sure. Good idea. I thought about taking my Pacific Coast and just writing Tylenol down the side of it. Didn't think that was going to be... My daughter would be like... Okay, just the fucking Tylenol. Yep, that's perfect. That's cool. So anyway, the furry ride. Uh, the rule about furry road is uh, you have to have... <laughs> furry road. Furry road. <laughs> I love it. Look, we have a rule. There's going to be prizes, too. We have donated gifts. So people have donated from, from gifts. From all these. From all these, yeah. <laughs> And Dunkin' Donuts. And Dunkin' Donuts. The... Uh, so there's going to be three categories. There's going to be the best rider, the best bike, and the best combination. So, uh, you know, it's... Ooh, so the best rider... Yes. Could also... The best bike... Right. And the best combination between bike and rider. That's exactly what I just said. <laughs> well, I'm yeah. just... Hey, we have a recap from Dustin. <laughs> I'm just clarifying here. You know? I'm going to... 
I'm just going to pump it up just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But yes, that's exactly right. So the idea, like a minimum, like a person Fuck who's... Fuck all y'all. <laughs> all person... y'all. And tonight, Dustin right. is playing the part of John McElfrey. That's right. <laughs> and not getting us back on topic at all, because that's John's job. The ears. So if you put ears on your Me- helmet... McElfresh with way less whiskey. Yeah, well, <laughs> this is true. If you put ears on your helmet... You're getting points for participation. I would consider that would be the minimum, right? If you're going to show up at a furry ride and you don't... And the guys on the Harley last week were like, so what's this? And I'm like, we're gonna do, I want to do a furry ride. I want to do furry road. What does that mean? I said, dude, like, just have fun with it. You know, like, something fun. You know? Like, what does that mean? I'm like, dude, put fucking ears on your helmet and a tail on the back of your jacket. Good enough. But have a sense of humor about it. Because everybody has fun with a distinguished gentleman's ride, and they dress up posh and cool, and it's a great time. This is just another novelty ride. Um, our next novelty ride after this one is going to be the Chaps Ride. <laughs> exactly. Because that's, a, that's some creativity. Huh? Because because I, I decided that the doing I actually the hot, own Chaps. Well, doing the hot pants ride I thought was a little risque for motorcycle use. So I figured I wanted to do the hot pants ride and steal an idea from Lindsay, who does the bicycle rides around here. She does the hot pants ride every year. I was like, we'll do a hot pants ride, and I was like, that doesn't really is, is not in the spirit of being. Sick. Got to find there's some right. There's the not, there's not enough fellas that can fit into hot pants around here. Right, right. This is true. Hot pants. Let me tell you a little something about hot pants. Not on this guy. There'd be a lot of overexposure on that one. No, and also, if it's a bright, sunny day, no, no. Like SPF 90 going on. It was like the palest thing ever. Right. You'd be like little little Eskimo guys running alongside trying to harpoon my legs. (laughs) Get this one. We eat all year. The, uh, it is not... So the Chaps Ride. The Chaps Ride is going to be the next one. So the April ride was the first Cleveland Moto ride. Yep. And we went down to Quaker State. So the May ride is going to be Furry Road. And it says Embrace Your Inner Animal. And then the June ride is going to be the Make Chaps Ride. Harder and harder to bring kids to these things. <laughs> 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 I don't know what we're going to do after the Chaps ride. I really don't know. But I know that Furry Road is basically just, it's just about, oh, thong ride. No, we're not doing a thong ride, Dustin. No way, man. No way. You know where? You can. And the thong ride is like way, way too far. Yeah, yeah. Next, he's going to want to be pulled out a little. uh... How do you give away prizes for that one? I'm just wondering. Oh, we'll award we'll award the prizes when we get to the destination. (laughs) Oh, I'm talking about the thong. The thong ride? No, 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 no. It would be uh, four. I'm going to literally give out four bananas and a hammock, and that will be. (laughs) Yeah, that's going to be like uh, yeah. You get the bananas, you get the hammock, go play amongst yourself. That's it. You go fuck off. Get away from me. Yeah. I mean, I have no problem with people expressing themselves, naked rides, do whatever you want to do. That is great. The problem is I have been riding in this town for a very long time. And if you say we're going to have a naked ride, the wrong 86 people are going to show up. <laughs> and we all know who they're going to be. This is actually a fact. We all know exactly <laughs> that, that who's going to show up. At a, that happens at a private, closed Course. environment. We, yeah, we, a, no, but I'm I mean, saying we know people out here that show up at our rides when we do Distinguished Gentleman's Ride or any other kind of ride that we do. We know the people that show up that are really super-duper fired up about it. And they're going to have the greatest time ever, ever. 
if you say it's going to be a thong ride, <laughs> these are going to be guys who are going to be like, well, dental floss is technically clothing. Oh, no. Right. Oh, and they're no. going to be trying to thread the needle like they're going to push the limit way too hard. So let's not even tempt him. I thought Furry Road was already like, let's find out who the pros are. Because we had a couple of guys immediately, as soon as I said it, they were like, well, I own a gorilla suit. I'm like, perfect time for the gorilla suit. Well, I own a, a, a mascot thing. I was like, perfect time for that. I'm waiting to find out who my pros are. I'm waiting for the guys who show up with like a whole character personality going yeah. on. I should wear my uh, T-Rex suit. Yes, you should. Are you kidding me? If you own a T-Rex suit and you're not wearing it at this opportunity, you shouldn't own a T-Rex suit. Go to parties for a decade. What are you talking? Exactly. Remember, if you wear the T-Rex suit, you also have to wear the tiny Chewbacca satchel. Yes. And if you wear the T-Rex suit, you should be on a bike with ape hangers. (laughs) Because that would be funnier. I'm sorry, I'm doing a very bad T-Rex impersonation. I'm sure they're much lower than that. What would a, what would a giant lizard bird sound like? I don't know. The, uh, but yeah, that's Furry Road. So encourage, encourage your friends to participate in Furry Road. Um, I have a secret weapon I'm going to be bringing out for Furry Road. I've already bought a lot of my... I bought a lot of my supplies already. Yeah. There's not enough glue. In, I, I don't know. I'm going to have to buy more glue. I was going to go Velcro with it, but no, I'm just going to commit... The deer slayer is going to get a makeover. What do you do when it's covered with rust? Cover it with other shit. So that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going full on with that one. But yeah, so that's that's the encouragement. Get get weird. And there's there's plenty of opportunities. Stella has a leopard skin seat. Exactly. That count? That's a good start. You know what you need? Some leopard skin ears and a leopard skin tail. And then I think you're off to the races. Then that Tony the tiger is right on point. But, you know, we sell these little things for the, the helmets, like the zoo ears. I thought they went bye-bye. They might have. I got a couple of sets of them left at the Menor store. But, I mean, that's the... When we that, moved, they had dust like that thing. Well, yeah. Do you know why? Three inches of dust on them. Nobody's going to buy those things. <laughs> Nobody's that confident. We have little suction cup ears that go on your helmet. And they're the fucking adorable. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. And there's a, there's a wonderful woman in, in Denver that makes those so things. Cute. They're fucking great. Thank you. Know, you. And we have the cow ears, and we have giraffe ears, and mouse ears, and stuff. It's very cool. Yeah. Don't get some. I, that's a, <laughs> don't get rid of them. I'll buy some. I'm not threatened by that kind of stuff. I want more people to do goofy shit like that. Be I think unique. it's very cool. Be yeah. You. It's there's enough people out there. I see them every time I ride my motorcycle, <laughs> and they're always coming at me on some other brand of motorcycle that would like to beat up my motorcycle <laughs> in their mind. In their mind, their motorcycle is always on point waiting to threaten and challenge other motorcycles like an ill-kept dog yeah. and they always come at me and they and, and they they judge as much as they can judge they try to determine due to the shape of my headlight maybe what do i'm I wearing wave? do i not wave? wave i'm not sure if i'm gonna wave they get it ready and you can see the wave might happen and you're not sure they got it loaded they're waiting to see how late they can actually check it out to see if there's any chance you know what i think it might be a harley i'm gonna throw it out there and that two fingers goes and points at the ground don't know why it's pointing at the ground that's not any sort of if you wonder if it's a secret signal among bikers it's not we have not come to an agreement upon what that means i'm convinced it means i'm just a douchebag 
and I can't wave like normal human. <laughs> I say, our eyes go above the bar. I go. I always exaggerate. Like, that's right. <laughs> the like lower the, your two fingers are pointing, like the, special the higher mine are going. Because <laughs> if I put mine up high enough, you're going to give me a fanny pack as you drive by. You're going to be like, this is for you. You've earned it. Uh, I don't believe and that late, and I get the late wave all the time. When I'm on the scooter, they're two miles away. They know they're not waving. They know, and I know I've got all the time in the world to load mine and get it ready. But when I'm on a lot of the bikes I ride, they, they, they're there. I'm sure when you ride the Vulcan, the Drifter, you confuse the shit out of people. They give me the finger. They, they look at, they look at, Just as a matter They look of at that bike and they're like... Well, what they don't know is I got the high-vis helmet. Right. <laughs> oh, they were giving the figure two miles ago. Fuck this guy. That's what they're flipping off, not the bike, it's the helmet. It's just me. Yeah. Because you're throwing off their transitions lenses and shit. Your helmet's yeah. so bright. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit. Fuck. I hate when the light gets in front of him. Fuck. This guy again? God damn it. God damn it. You do show up nice on the freeway, though. I can, like, I've seen you on the freeway more than once, and... I can, I can, exactly. Yeah, that, that's perfect. <laughs> I can usually pick you up at about a mile. It's about one mile visibility with your, with what you wear. And that's the oh, best, gosh. I mean, that really is the best example of safety gear. Like, if people can see you, they have less of an Sorry. excuse for hitting you. I'm a douchebag, but everybody no, sees me, you know. No, it's cool. I, <laughs> I could learn a little bit from that. Yeah. yeah, I could learn, I could learn a little bit because I keep buying more and more black gear. I did just buy Evil Knievel's helmet, though. Yeah, that was cool. I wish I had it here so I could show it off. Uh, but yeah, it's a Bell Bullet. So that's mm. that doesn't have a. Uh, it does. It's a oh, traditional okay. visor. Yeah. Okay. But it's a Bell Bullet, and they're normally like four hundred bucks. But it pays to check the Bell website a lot, because if you check the Bell website a lot, they have seasonal closeouts. And this was in their seasonal closeout, so it was only 149 bucks. That's a cool helmet. Oh nice. It's 149 dollars worth of I'm evil, can evil. Can't argue with that. Can't, <laughs> can't argue with that. <laughs> no, actually, when I get on the motorcycle, I can picture a giant red thing revving up next oh, to me. Oh yeah. Ring, 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 ring. <laughs> I have scars on the side of my thumb from <laughs> cranking, from cranking the shit out of that. Thing. that, that yeah. handle that you crank. Oh, the handle's ridiculous. Like an inch long. Yeah. yeah. It's, so that's my God, question. I had, I had like three of those. Yeah. If you had the Evil Knievel stunt cycle today, yeah. now granted it would be 40 years old, would you have the diligence? The Do you know how much money those are worth? I don't know. I don't. They made a billion of them. And then they made a re-release. They made a, with the yellow handle, the yellow crank. Yeah, yeah, the red one was the OG shit, and then the yellow one was the later one. And the bike was different. The bike was blue instead of white. They made. Listen to me. I had okay. the orange one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was white. Mine yeah, was OG. Your mom got that at Aldi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Aldi existed then. Mom got that at Gold Circle. <laughs> Damn you, but Aldi. They, uh, the stunt cycle. I was telling these guys that my living room had a series of holes in the drywall. <laughs> From where the stunt cycle had <laughs> penetrated the drywall, because that thing was epic. Yes, it was. And it was heavy, and it was stout, and it had a little shock absorber for the front wheel. But when you cranked that thing up to whatever speed a nine-year-old could get it cranked up to, and it launched, it was all go. And we burned out. I burned out two cats. 
with that toy. <laughs> like, I'm absolutely certain that, ca- to that toy. To actual cats? To actual cats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because of that toy. I would just, I would get it, and it's, they both got smart that they would even hear that, and they would just fuck off. Like, they were up the stairs because they knew Evil Knievel couldn't drive upstairs, and uh, not in his little seven inch, you know, thing. But they would fuck off upstairs and go hide under beds and shit. Because if I caught him walking through, and I was revving, and you'd see the cat come down the stairs try to make a break for the, the kitchen, and I'd be like, oh no, 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 and I'd lead him and everything. Cut him loose. <laughs> and a uh, cat move out. And when the cat hits that fake linoleum tile stuff we had back in oh, the yeah. 70s, totally sideways. And Evil Knievel not get screwed up by that. Just hold oh, him on. He got great traction. Oh, he did. Yeah. You're really good. ABS. <laughs> that, that, that little rubber flat. Little rubber, on, dude. On, on that, that, was, floor, that was like, that was like that a That toy went in grass. Yes, like, that was one of the toys that like did not perform as advertised. It went well beyond what you thought that it could do on the box. On the picture of the box, there's Evil Knievel flying through the air. And what you realize is that that toy could clear your garage. Like, no doubt about it. Four by eight sheet of plywood, aim him at it. I don't care what the approach ramp is like. Yag, 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 yag. Cut it loose. Neighbor's backyard. No problem. Yep. Fucking cool. And we were putting little parachute guys on the back of the Evil Knievel thing, trying to combine toys. It was good. Remember Evil Knievel, the, the exhaust pipes for the little rubber extensions? Yes. Those were the wheelie bars. Those were the wheelie bars. Pure on. Pure wheelie bars. And we had the exploding funny car. You know, it was, it was built to blow up. That's a genius toy. It's meant for you to drive it at the wall so the fucking thing can explode. This is a man dying. So as children, we could go and look, we can make it actual. We can bend his arm all the way around his back. We can put his foot behind his head. Light him on fire. Light him on fire. Right. It's just like the real evil Knievel. There ain't a single real bone in this motherfucker. Yeah. Yep. That man got super rich on our destructive tendencies. I took mine to Las Vegas. I jumped the Caesars. <laughs> Caesar's Palace with it. Yes. An evil son, Bobby, was standing there That's looking at me. like an untrue story. And I never had him. There are no Bobby Knievel toys. <laughs> Your father was a womanizer and an alcoholic and addicted to painkillers. But you don't have any toys. <laughs> that motherfucker. And I got an evil Knievel helmet, so fuck y'all. Uh, I was driving the worst bike, too. I'm riding the Kawasaki 1500 Vulcan. Bags, the whole deal. It's, it is, seriously, it is an imitation Harley Davidson. It's a saccharin. Harley Davidson. It's the biggest insult to everything in the world. It's, I don't just suck. I'm pretending to suck more. <laughs> and I'm wearing the Evil Knievel helmet riding it. And I'm like, I don't like myself right now. I love this helmet, but I hate me. And Evil did a whole string of custom choppers. When that whole 90s craze, what we, we call them pro street choppers, the big fake Jesse James ass jewelry shit. Like, Evil Knievel made a bunch of those. He put his name on a bunch of that stuff because he was tired of seeing the toodles from fucking... He had to finance the Sky Cycle. That's true. <laughs> you know, he had to repay the loan on the Sky Cycle. Yeah. They were trying to fish it out of the river. <laughs> we missed it by... Oh, we just totally missed it. <laughs> Turns out Evil Knievel didn't have much of a space program. <laughs> so, yeah, long and short of it is. Uh, that was fun. The uh, So, yeah, dress up for the... Uh, dress up for the... 
Fuzzy uh, bucket. Fuzzy bucket. Fuzzy bucket. That's right. The fuzzy bucket. Right. better. What's the next one? The next ride's going to be the sand on the float bowl. That'll be the rate. Get a little grit in your float bowl. I hate when that happens. Oh god. The and that's, but. Yeah, that was the reason I wanted invited you to come in because it's not often that a new vintage scooterist is created. That doesn't happen anymore. We've created a new. No, she, she, we have created you. She just, it's alive. Right, you are alive. <laughs> if a you are vintage scooterist. Yeah. If a centaur showed up and you're riding a unicorn, that would be 20% more plausible than a modern human being under the age of 70 coming in and wanting to ride a vintage scooter. Well, you didn't know I was 82. <laughs> I had no idea you're so well preserved. We, we did not know you exactly. were a centaur. What is your technique? I have no idea. It's exactly, it's a life of vanigans and mopeds. And whiskey. And whiskey. And whiskey. Oh, no. Proof of whiskey right there. Yeah, we can tell you all about Fish the issue of whiskey. The, uh, all right, guys, so that's it. Please remember to drive fast and take chances. Um, everybody think positive thoughts to make Dustin drop this one fast because we are promoting an event this week. So if we get it out there right now, we might have more people show up at the event. So Dustin, go home and drop it. We have Wi-Fi. You can drop it here. Uh, drive fast and take chances. Press the button. Press the button.